Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We really appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to this brand new week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And also, don't forget about our social media platforms. That's right. We are available for you on Facebook and Twitter. So please, when you get an opportunity, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio because if you do follow and like our Facebook and Twitter page, you'll always get the latest racing news and information you need 24 hours a day seven days a week and hopefully you enjoyed yourself a nice super bowl weekend as the kansas city chiefs defeated the philadelphia eagles this past weekend at the super bowl there in phoenix arizona the winning kick from harrison butker who in case you did not know went to the fine institution of georgia tech for his college days so uh congratulations to harrison butker and the rest of the kansas city chiefs on winning that Super Bowl this past weekend on Fox. And uh, speaking of Fox television, that's right, we are in race week. It is so hard to believe that we are just a few days away from the running of the Great American Race. The Daytona 500 coming up this weekend also on Fox. How about that? Fox Sports busy. The Super Bowl this past weekend. And coming up on Sunday, they'll have coverage of the Daytona 500. Pre-race coverage begins at 1 o'clock Eastern on Fox. And the green flag to drop a little bit after 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. So very excited about that. You can also catch the radio coverage on the Motor Racing Network as uh, they'll have the radio coverage and Fox Television will have it on the TV. So uh, very excited for uh, finally the NASCAR season to kick off along with the uh, Arca Series will be uh, kicking off. We got the Truck Series, Xfinity, and the Cups there on Sunday as we kick off another exciting season of NASCAR racing. And, of course, every coverage will be available for you right here on Southern Race Week Radio. And also in March, uh, not that far away from March as well, we'll be kicking off another season of NHRA and the IndyCar Series as well. So we'll always cover everything that is involved in racing right here every week on Southern Race Week Radio along with the podcast version of the program. So we do have another um, exciting podcast edition of a Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you here in just a moment. But before I let you know who's going to be on the program uh, this week, want to remind you about the email address as well. You can always communicate with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Send in your emails if you are an up-and-coming driver who wants to get a little bit of an exposure or maybe you have a question or, or anything you'd like to know about us as well. You can always send us an email at srwradio at yahoo.com. Once again, that is srwradio at yahoo.com. But stand by as we deliver to you another exciting episode of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, another star-studded edition, as we'll hear in just moments here from uh, Tim Bryant, the uh, general manager of Five Flags Speedway, along with Doug Turnbull of the Performance Racing Network and also rookie driver in the Truck Series this year, 
for Rev Racing, Nick Sanchez. All of them coming up for you this week here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of uh, Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station and your favorite podcast location. I am William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and today we are very fortunate to have a guy that I've actually raced on the highways and byways of uh, Pensacola, Florida with, and unfortunately, I come in second and he come in first. He made it to victory lane before I did. I'm talking about Tim Bryant from Five Flag Speedway. Tim, welcome back to the show, sir. Man, WB, it's uh, it's great to talk to you. There's a a, a new year, and hopefully, uh, a lot of good things coming for 2023 for uh, for all of us. It's especially good to have you back. Man, I tell you, seven months of me not being able to talk, uh, and then a couple stints with the, uh, you know, trying to figure out if I belonged on the right or which side of the dirt I belonged on. You know, kind of kind of wakes you up and makes you appreciate everything a lot more. And and I and I will tell you the um, the the funniest things was is that um, during that time of not being able to talk, my wife and I never got into one argument. Um, <laughs> got to got to come down to your neck of the woods, the Pensacola, thanks to our friends from Turquoise Place and uh, Spectrum Resorts, who are proud sponsors of Southern Race Week, uh, and uh, and got to you know kind of get in a drag race with you uh, coming down the front stretch uh, at Five Flags Speedway. But you made that right turn and beat me bad, buddy. Beat me bad. So I, I was on a mission that day, I guess. You were. You were. You were. You had a lot better spotter than I did. Hey, uh, Tim, you know, listen, uh, I got to tell you, during my time of being able to sit and watch a lot of YouTube and, and not talk and, and try to get try to get healthy, I saw a lot of great coverage of the uh, of the race and uh, still uh, the young man that come in second place, uh, uh, I saw him on another uh, video uh, YouTube channel talking about how, how unlucky he was. I guess he's a NASCAR driver and how unlucky he was at, and how tough it is to beat Bubba Pollard. Well, I'll tell you, Bubba Pollard is uh, is, is is legendary, and uh, he uh, he's raised the ball bar for all short trackers. Uh, and one day, Bubba's going to get him a snowball derby. One day, he will. One day, I, will. I, 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 I believe it's in the cards for him. Of course, the fifty fifth annual snowball derby this past December was all Derek Thorne, oh yeah, Field, California guy. Yep, yep. Uh, just just dominated that race, and uh, uh, but uh, you know what? He he issued a challenge to. To some of the best short trackers from around the country and they're all already talking about next December to try to come back and capture that. And you had such a diverse lineup of drivers, man. I mean, you know, it seemed like everybody that uh, because of the NASCAR silly season, it seemed like everybody and anybody wanted to come down and put their name in the hat for the snowball. But let's talk about this year, man. You're kicking things off, kind of celebrating, celebrating my birthday weekend. With March 11th being my birthday, March 10th and 11th, let's talk about the ASA Stars National Tour coming up. Well, we're really excited. Of course, we've always for 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 55 years we've been, ended the season with a with a with, with a signature event for Five Flags Speedway, and for the first time ever, we're opening the season with another signature event. And of course, uh, we're 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 really excited. Uh, we've got new affiliation with our Southern Super Series uh, with 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 Track Enterprises. Uh, the, the the old uh, American Speed Association has been resurrected. Uh, there's uh, three great tours now: the ARCA uh, Midwest Tour, uh, now known as the ASA Midwest Tour. The Champion Racing Association, of course, now is the uh, ASA uh, Champion Racing Association, and of course, our Southern Super Series is now the ASA Southern Super Series. Three regional tours, 
and we're all uh, having three events in our in our areas. And of course, March eleventh is is the opening race of the new, as you mentioned, ASA Stars National Tour. Huge purses for Super Late Models. It's a it's a program that drivers have been asking for for years, and it took Bob Sargent and his Track Enterprise team. Uh, uh, to to put this thing together, it was difficult. It was difficult to put all this together uh, with the TV packages and the purses and the Winter Circle programs and, and everything, and being able to collaborate with three different regional tours and three different regions of racers. But it's all coming together, and it's going to be a humdinger of a start uh, with the Sunshine State 200 on March 11th. Well, and also in the whole t- the whole time during March. You've got a jam-packed lineup. I will tell everybody the best and the easiest way to find out everything going on at Five Flag Speedway is just simply go to five, the number five, flagspeedway.com, uh, or you can just Google Five Flag Speedway and go to the calendar and the schedule. And, man, literally, March 10th, 11th, 24th, 25th, you've got some great uh, tours, the ARCA East weekend. I mean, just lining it all up. And then in April and May and June, Jam pack, uh, jam pack lineup for the year so far. Uh, I know the race fans locally have to be excited, but the thing I love about Five Flags, Tim, is that it's not just the local drivers that really flock. <laughs> Forgive me for saying, but flock. <laughs> you know the Pelicans flock to Pensacola. It's drivers from all over the United States that want to come take home a crown or take home a championship or a trophy from the historic Five Flag Speedway. Well, we feel really blessed to to, to be in that position with with our track, our areas, uh, very receptive to racers and. And, uh, of course, this event is going to bring drivers from, from California, from Colorado, from Maine, from Michigan, Wisconsin, of course, uh, uh, the Carolinas, Georgia, uh, uh, Florida, and Alabama. Uh, so, you know, all over the place, Oklahoma. Uh, and, and, and it's, you know, we're, we, again, we feel just really fortunate that people want to come to Pensacola and race. And, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a great kickoff for this ASA Stars National Tour. Now, if there's one thing that I will tell you, folks, if you want tickets to anything going on at Five Flag Speedway, it's always best to go ahead and get online and buy them as soon as you can. And another thing I will tell you, Tim's been trying to tell me for years, for years and years and years, because, Tim, you've known that my wife and I, like, just wear out Gulf Shores and Fort Morgan, just wear it out. But then we started going over to Orange Beach. And you've been telling me for years, man, Orange Beach is just a stone's throw away from Five Flags Speedway. And literally, dude, it is. Like, you can be in Orange Beach and be at Five Flags Speedway within a few minutes, it seems like, because I'm always drinking so my wife drives. But, uh, but you know, literally, you there's great places to stay, not only in Pensacola and, and, and in Orange Beach for people to go to to come to these races. How convenient is it for you to have a destination racetrack facility? Well, I mean, it uh, it certainly makes our job a little easier when people when we have big events without a towners coming in. Uh, there's tons of things to do here. Uh, you know, we have the the, the biggest uh, tourist attraction between New Orleans and Jacksonville in the Naval Aviation Museum uh, at Pensacola NAS, uh, which is only like 15 minutes from the racetrack. So uh, we got beautiful beaches. Summertime, people come down. They try to extend their stay. Uh, so uh, 
got a lot of things working for us. And of course, you know, we're not that far from Destin. Everybody knows the Destin area. Uh, but the, but the Orange Beach, Perdido Key area has really come on the scene, uh, as far as destinations for people to go vacation, uh, in recent years, lots of stuff to do, you know, great places to eat, plenty of places to stay. So, uh, a lot of things for people to, to, to come here for. And, you know, we're just glad that they come here and, and try to try to fit in a race when they're when they're here well i tell you another great thing is uh the fishing man i mean you can literally drop a line in the water on just about any beach in and around the pensacola area and you can catch some great fish um been doing some fishing with uh my buddy angle up with brant on youtube bearded brad on youtube down in that area and i'm telling you man they, they it's such a great place and to know that you've got a racetrack, you've got a camping available for folks right there at the racetrack if they don't want to stay in a hotel. And, again, you're minutes from the beach, minutes from great other. that You can make a week entertainment for the whole family and not just a weekend of racing action. Yeah, and speaking of camping, camping WB is uh, uh, kind of a special introductory offer for the, the new ASA Stars National Tour. We're offering free camping. Uh, for folks at the at the speedway, uh, of course, the, the the demand always outweighs the supply for camping at the Snowball Derby, uh, and the fees are reasonable for that. But free camping available for the ASA Stars National Tour if someone wants to come and spend the weekend with us. No, no wait a minute, now. I think you broke up. You said free, <laughs> free, That's correct, free. Yes, sir. Not yes. fifteen. F-R-E-E. Not fifteen. <laughs> not fifty, but free. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Well, there you go. And folks. I tell you, people have a great time in our, in, our, in our campground, in our parking lot. It's just a place for hangout. There's great camaraderie and uh, uh, nothing like being right on site for all the race action. Well, as long as you make sure if I'm camping out there that you lock the gates up uh, after the sun goes down because sometimes I get a little frisky and want to drive around the track. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Tim, if somebody wants more information about Five Flag Speedway, where do we point them to other than we talked about the website? You got social platforms. You got what? What do we need to tell them? Yeah, no, you pretty much covered it. All our information is at fiveflagspeedway.com. Uh, we keep our Facebook page updated. We're uh, occasionally on Twitter, and, and uh, uh, we're of course SouthernSuperSeries.com also has uh, regional super late model uh, information. Uh, we're actually kicking off the Southern Super Series season at New Smyrna Speedway next week on Valentine's Day, Tuesday night, hundred lap race. It's the Clyde Hart Memorial One Hundred. Uh, a lot of the top drivers that I mentioned earlier will be down in New Smyrna to start the Southern Super Series season off. But, uh, you know, all roads lead to Pensacola for March 10th and 11th. It's going to be a humdinger. This is Alan Kavanaugh. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to a brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line as he gets set for his rookie year in the Craftsman Truck Series season for Rev Racing here in 2023. He was also your Arkham Menard Series champion for Rev Racing in 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Nick Sanchez! Mr. Sanchez, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. You've been a great friend of the show. And we always enjoy when you take time to uh, join us here. Thank you so much. And hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Of course. Thank you for having me. 
Now, it's been quite an off-season for you. You won the Arkham Arts Championship in 2022 for Rev Racing. And now your boss has decided, hey, let's go Truck Series Racing in 2023. And he has tapped you to be the driver for that truck coming up this year. Now, before we talk about the transition and everything going on, let, let's talk about the off-season. Because, you know, you have now a couple of months to kind of decompress and kind of adjust yourself to this new kind of way of life because in the Arca series, you know, you got a few races and you got some time off here in the truck series. You're going to be racing a lot more than you probably did in the Arca Menard series. So how did you kind of uh, enjoy the, the off season? Did you try to do some vacationing or are you kind of focused on getting for the truck season? What, what kind of, what'd you do during those, those months off? Yeah, for me, you know, it was trying to stay ahead of everything and really, Really, my whole off season was geared around, you know, sim time, a lot of physical training and a lot of film work and just trying to prepare not just for Daytona, Vegas, Atlanta or Coda, the first four, but also, you know, Phoenix, you know, all the races at the end. Um, I really tried to go to every track and really study 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 the film, um, do I racing, do uh same time for Chevy and, and just try to stay as far ahead as possible. Now we had your boss, Max Siegel on the show a few weeks ago, and we were talking about his now new venture into the truck series, which is new for him. And he tapped you to be the driver. So tell me how that conversation was like, when did he approach you about it? Uh, and then the conversation of, of your excitement to know that he was not only pursuing a new level of racing for rev racing, but then tapped you to be the driver for this new venture he's going into. Yeah, you know, Rev Racing, they've talked about doing trucks for a while now, um, and, and Max Eagles talked about it. But I'd say early summer, it, it got real serious, um, the talks for trucks. And I didn't really spend too much time thinking about it. You know, I let him handle it. And, you know, me and him, we've always had a really good relationship and a very easy relationship. And I, I know when Max is working on something, and I, I know if uh, – I know when he says he's going to do something, he's going to get it done. He's that type of guy. So I wasn't worried about it one bit. And then, you know, uh, I would say end end of September is really when, uh, you know, pen to paper um, deal came together. I knew exactly what the plan was. So in the NASCAR world, the deal came about very early, I'd say. Um, and we've had a lot of time to plan. Um, you know, I've I've known what the what my landscape will look like um, this year for a while now. And, uh, you know, it's it's really good to have, you know, people like Max Eagle and, you know, everyone or everything um, that, you know, they look very far ahead. And, and that's super important. Now, I know you guys have brought on a lot of new drivers to the diversity program. You're a part of that program as well with Rev Racing. And now you're kind of the lead guy here because you're the guy driving the trucks. And you've been with the program for a few years now. Do you look at yourself as kind of a leader of the of this young group of kids who are coming in to get familiarized themselves? Do they come to you? Do they ask for advice? What do you see your role is as far as not only a driver, but maybe a teacher for some of these young kids who are just getting into the Rev Racing program? Yeah, you know, I definitely serve that role in Rev Racing. I like giving advice, but I, I just remind people, um, and even the younger ones on the team, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not a cup driver. I'm not at that level yet. I'm still learning and I'm still developing but I, I do try to give them advice on, you know, my experience in the program and, you know, especially, you know, the late model and ARCA 
uh, people running, running in the series for rev racing. I'm, I'm definitely there, uh, you know, to give advice and just, you know, guide them. But I, I like to, I like to keep the, keep the standard that I'm still like a young, hungry guy. You know, I don't, I don't know it all and I still have so much more to learn. So I, I try to balance both those acts. Speaking with Rev Racing driver in the Truck Series, Nick Sanchez, on this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And uh, we're really excited because in March, Atlanta Motor Speedway will be a site of the one of the truck races. And we're really excited to see you take those laps around the new AMS since the repaving and, and the reconfiguration. But I know you're excited for just your rookie season in general. So as you get ready to get set for Daytona here shortly, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Are you excited? Are you are you trying to keep things kind of in perspective and and keep things calm? What's your perspective as you get set to do this new venture and and you enter your rookie year as a truck series driver? Yeah, um, really. After Phoenix last year in Xfinity car, um, you know, having the opportunity to run those races, you know, I've I've got to critique myself in certain ways as a driver and learn certain things that I need to know for the truck series. Um, so this whole off season to me has been preparing to try to win every race I can, um, be in contention to win every race. And, you know, that's my only goal next year or, or this year. And uh, just, just going over all the fine details for, you know, the, the first race in Daytona and just setting, setting a good tone to start the year. But uh, at the end of the day, anything but a win for me, I think is going to be a disappointment. And as you transition into the truck series, uh, as far as the crew members, your crew chief, and kind of familiarizing yourself with your team, how's that progress been like since the offseason and, and knowing that you're going to be working with these guys? So how's that transition like been adjusting from your rev racing team in the ARCA series to now your team in the truck series? Yeah, you know, it's been a, it's been a, it's definitely been like a learning curve for me, uh, you know, um, a whole new group of guys, you know, new crew chief for me and, and Danny Stockman. And really, it's just a different level than what I'm used to. Um, the way they operate day to day, you know, they're, the way they handle themselves at the track, uh, you know, the, just their whole process throughout the weekend is different from anything I've ever been a part of. So uh, definitely learning that. But, you know, we've the good, the good part about this, you know, I've, I've gotten started on this in October and November. Um, so I've, I've had a lot of time to get to know them. And uh, I think starting that early really helped everything. And uh, I think we're going to be just fine uh, for Daytona. Now, going into the season, what are your goals? What do you hope to accomplish? Like, what are for some of the things on your checklist of things that you'd like to get done and accomplish in this season? For me, it's only one thing. You know, I want to win. Uh, I want the opportunity to win every race. doesn't matter if it's a road course, short track, mile and a half, dirt track, whatever. I, I want to win. And, uh, you know, me and my team are going to work very hard to to try to win every race be in contention every race to win now if our listeners want to follow your progress throughout the year on social media uh where can they go to follow you get information and even maybe purchase merchandise if they want to to support you where can they go to get all that information yeah all my social media is nick sanchez 080 hey this is mike bagley of motor racing network and sirius xm nascar radio you my friends are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the uh, far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We're very honored and privileged to welcome in our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, he works for the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Doug Turnbull! 
up? What is up? What is up? How you doing? Mr. Turnbull, doing great, buddy. How you doing today this fine day, my friend? Hey, it's it's time to go racing, man. I'm doing real well, thank you. I'm excited about the, the year to come and uh, hey, about, about to jump in and do some traffic, too. So I'm just all over the place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the NASCAR season officially kicked off uh, this past weekend with a the clash there at the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, take two. And a great win there by Martin Truex Jr. Wasn't able to get a win at all last season, but uh, able to kick off the year with a big win. What do you think this does for the confidence of uh, Martin Truex Jr. and the number 19 team as we get set to go racing in Daytona here in a couple of weeks? I mean, you don't want to overstate it because you can go to Daytona the next week that really counts and, and be junk. But I certainly think it can't hurt, right? And and I think if there was one question answered, not only to Martin Truex Jr., but also to the Joe Gibbs Racing and Team 2311 Toyotas, it was that the speed that they were lacking on the short tracks, and Denny Hamlin said this week in his brand-new podcast just debuted, uh, Actions Detrimental, that they were junk at the Coliseum a year ago, and then they were junk when they got to Martinsville, and he didn't know if that was correlated, but likely so. And they had to, they had they were starting from a position a lot different than they were at the Coliseum, were largely – the JGR Toyotas were fast. And even Ty Gibbs, the rookie who had the fire in practice, was fairly quick and competent in his reps in that number 54 Toyota, which is the rebranded number 18 team from which Kyle Busch departed. So I think that if there's any read from it, it's not so much, oh, Martin Truex Jr. finally won. He still has a winless drought that goes back to the middle of 2021, whatever that was, or maybe Vegas or so in 2021. He's still got the winless drought. You know, Ryan Blaney's all-star race didn't count as a win last year either, right? But it certainly shows that their short track program's okay. And we'll know what their road course, where they really struggled, the road course program is like when they hit Circuit of the Americas here in mid-March. And it was so weird because we have, as you mentioned, Kyle Busch, who's now driving with Richard Childress Racing and then our eight team. Uh, so many changes during the offseason, drivers switching teams, yeah. numbers, cars. Uh, for you, as you get set to kick off the season here in in 2023, what what move are you most anticipating to see how it affects uh, the driver or team in uh, this upcoming season? I feel like there's only one. They, I mean, I know there's others. And, you know, how's Ryan Priest going to do replacing Cole Custer? And how's Tyler Reddick going to do at 2311? No, it's Kyle Busch. And Kyle Busch going from his longstanding Joe Gibbs racing team, 15 years there, dozens of wins, two championships, and joining Richard Childress Racing, which – has been competitive, and the number eight car that he is now driving in place of Tyler Reddick won three races a year ago. So does Bush go and, 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 and see if Bush had won three races, I'd say he's leaving a team and he's going to go to a team that's won three races, you'd say maybe it's a lateral move. But Bush, his production, at least win-wise, has fallen off in the last couple of years. And even his most recent championship that year had a big drought at the end of it until he won Homestead in 2019. So seeing if he could be reinvigorated and catch another wind in his sails as he sails through these prime years of his career and then go to a team and bring something in that rises all boats. Tyler Reddick has an it factor, and he finally got through into victory lane in 2022 after the two winless seasons before. So now you've got this opportunity, Kyle Busch does, to go to the same team. All the components are there except for the driver but from before – and see if he could do the same thing. Now, I, I'll be very surprised if on the flip side of Tyler Reddick goes to Team 2311 
and just lights it on fire and wins three races. I think as an organization for them to win three races this season is probably about the max. So I, I don't see them both doing that. And I don't think Kyle Busch's season is a disappointment if he wins less than three races. But if he goes winless or just has, squeezes off one, you know, kind of got you a good luck win, that, that will be a disappointment. Now, we had a record number of drivers who won uh, last year. I believe it was a 19 uh, off the top of my head. Right. I'm not sure. Do you think yeah, we'll see that again? Do you think we'll be able to – do you think we'll see that again this year? Or do you think it'll be like kind of in the years past where we'll have maybe one driver who might get, you know, five, six wins on the season? Well, I mean, look, I, Chase Elliott had five wins a year ago, and there were still 19 different winners. Here's the thing about the preseason predictions, okay? So everybody that won a race just about is expected to either do it again, and when people do these optimistic predictions, they're expected to do it again and maybe get better, right? Because that's what we, we all want the best for the most drivers, you know? So Chris Buescher won one race a year ago, his, his second career win. Let's see if he could do that this year maybe get two, right? Or if you're Tyler Reddick, man, can you win three races again? And then if you're Chase Elliott, can you build on that? If you're Kyle Larson, who won, I think it was three races last year, but he won 10 races the year before, is he going to average out in between? All these wins have to come from somewhere. The one thing that didn't change from season to season, Alfred, is the number of races. There's still only 36 races. And I just, I, I, it's hard for me to think that with another year of these big teams getting to tweak and wrench on these new cars, that we're going to have as much parity. Now, you may have, <clears throat> it may be harder to squeeze off, you know, 25 top 10 finishes or something like that because there's, you know, a, a lot of cars to do it. But I just think that some of these teams are going to get on a heater and take away some of those one-off wins that we have from before. Now, Mr. Turnbull, you'll be able to uh, update our listeners about the NASCAR season through your podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and also how our listeners can follow along and keep up with what's going on with you and, and the world yeah. of NASCAR. Well, for sure, yeah. So the podcast, Five to Go Racing Podcast, with Dan Elliott, Bill Elliott's brother, and Devin Kupka, who's a Gen Z race fan and, and a savant <laughs> when it comes to some of the stats. Uh, you can find that on all the podcasting places at goprn.com, the Performance Racing Network, goprn.com. And then, and then uh, hit me on Twitter, at Doug Turnbull, like a left turn and male cow, T-U-R-N-B-U-L-L, at Doug Turnbull. And I certainly put some race updates there as I'm watching the race. I will actually be going just the day of, but to the Daytona 500. So I'll have some stuff from the stands there. won't be really doing the media thing. And then I'll be at Atlanta and Circuit of the Americas in the near weeks. Hey, listeners, this is Jamie Little from NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So if you get an opportunity to head on over there, if you want to listen back to this week's edition or any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, just head on over to one of those destinations and make sure you hit the subscribe button as well so that way when a new episode of the podcast is up and available you will get a notification to let you know that it is ready to listen to and we really appreciate all your loyal podcast listeners as well as you loyal radio listeners of southern race week radio and uh, once again I want to thank our great guests for joining us this week the general manager of five fact speedway tim bryant truck series rookie driver for rev racing nick sanchez and also doug turnbull of the Performance Racing Network. Once again, thanks to those great guests for joining us this week here 
on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, we do have another brand new episode coming up for you next week of Southern Race Week Radio. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And if you follow and like our social media platforms, we always bring you the latest in racing news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So make sure you go in check that out and don't forget as well if you uh follow our facebook and follow us on twitter we have opportunities for you to win tickets to atlanta motor speedway for the and better health 400 race weekend so make sure you keep checking out our facebook page and twitter for your opportunity to sign up and register yourself to win those great tickets along with the possibility of upgrading up to the suite as well and we'll have all the information on that throughout the next few weeks here before we get to race weekend in atlanta uh, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week with an all-new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. <laughs>